Fantastic. I guess we can hop right into it. Welcome everyone to the, oh, wait a minute. We don't have, hang on a second, technical difficulties. Bam. There's our banner. All right. Cool. <laughs> Welcome everyone to the CASA Live Advocacy Update podcast with myself, Logan, and Mr. Alex Clark here. We also have Kristen in chat. She is our behind the scenes producer of this here wonderful broadcast. So thank you for all you do, Kristen. So if anybody has questions or things during the chat, uh, during the show, uh, Kristen will be in chat to hopefully answer things along the way or pop things up on the screen so we can see them so we can answer them. Um, but welcome, everyone. Thank you all for joining us today. It is a lovely gray Saturday here in New York. Is Do you have gray skies out near you? We do. It's yeah. uh, There's a nor'easter that, that blew through here, and uh, I think we're, we're still dealing with some of the leftover. Yeah, yeah, that's what we've got. It's just gray. It's warmer, significantly warmer today here, though, than it was the past couple of days. It's just been cold and rainy and terrible to work in. And I'm like achy. So like the combination of I got my first vaccine shot. I got my first Moderna shot. And the only thing that I got from it was like some aches and like fatigue. You know, I just mm -hmm. felt tired and achy. And then on top of that was like it was like 40 degrees and raining and it's so, like my body is just like, bro, it's April. What is happening? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but yeah. Yep. I got, well, I got a sore arm. I, I got the Moderna as well. And um, I'm pretty sure it was gloomy out when I got it. Yeah. I think that just I'm contributed to like the muscle ache in the arm. You know, we call yeah. those confounding factors. And that's what I'm going to go with. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's just been, you know, it's been gray and rainy here in New York, but we can get off weather. I feel like we always kind of start out with weather, but me and Alex live, I don't know, not too far apart from each other. We live in the same state, so. We're in different corners of the state. We are. Okay, so I guess we are, we're kind of far apart. Relatively speaking, we are worlds apart. You have to drive through the Adirondacks to get here, and then when you get yeah, here, like you're an basically in Canada. Between us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's significantly closer than like here to california yeah but either way ian says it's a lovely sunny day again in the uk well share that sunshine would you sunny but too cold and all right we got to get off weather you guys we yeah. got to get off glad weather. glad that the international audience has shown up so thank yeah, you for thank being you. in the uk yes um, thank you guys <laughs> all right alex well i i guess whenever you're ready we will uh we will hand the floor to you for the legislative rundown there you go i got it right so right to it the legislative yeah. rundown i feel right like I need, to a, it. I need an intro graphic with da -da 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 action need, need like music. a explosions and like action shot and alex running from like the exploding car in slow motion you can all use your imagination um so <laughs> uh right off the bat here uh for folks in minnesota um, some potentially sounding good news about a flavor ban. Um, the last update that I read, uh, the, there was no flavor ban language in any of the legislation moving forward. Uh, and so uh, that that is good news. Uh, at the same time, uh, we are looking at vapor taxes being included in the state's omnibus budget. And uh, 
this would be essentially expanding the state's existing 95% tax on nicotine uh, to include hardware and devices and stuff like that. So it would it would, it would pretty substantially increase costs to people who um, are buying open systems. And uh, I, I was I'm not I have not been able to actually go through the language here, but um, potentially adding that nine, 95% wholesale tax on uh, the, the closed systems that you would find at a, a convenience store. Um, so uh, if you are in Minnesota, we have our, in, our call to action up and a handy dandy comma delimited email list for all of the members of the uh, Senate Taxes Committee. Uh, shoot them an email. There is, this is not, you know, one of those easy point and click kind of things. You're going to have to do just a little bit of work. Um, but just copy and paste all of these email addresses into the to section of your email. And we've got some uh, talking points and, and a sample message. You're welcome to copy and paste this as well. Uh, and of course, as always, please customize it, add your story uh, and, and tell, tell your lawmakers why this is important to you. Uh, we've, we've given you some ideas and, and hopefully they're helpful, but uh, certainly you have your own reasons for opposing extra taxes. Uh, and in addition, we have all of their phone numbers. And uh, if you, I don't know that their mail form will will sort of select out uh, people not in their district, uh, but if you want to give it a shot, you can contact them through their mail form. Um, and of course, committee leadership is always a good place to focus your communications. Um, we have the chair, the vice chair, and the ranking minority member here. Uh, all of them have phone numbers and email addresses. Uh, and so that is Minnesota. And if you need a refresher on why all of this is bad news for people in Minnesota, um, there's a great article from Reason that uh, talks about research that was done showing that the 95% tax on just the just the nicotine. I mean, this is actually a, a relatively speaking kind of a small tax. It had a lot of impacts in terms of what kind of products were available in Minnesota or, or are available in Minnesota. Um, but even this tax that had been worked hard enough by the industry to, to bring it down, that, that the interpretation of the law is that it is just on the nicotine content um, in a bottle of e-liquid. Uh, just that alone managed to discourage 32,000 people from quitting smoking. So I know we, we all, I think we bring up this study on just about every podcast, um, but it, 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 it is significant and, and should be featured in your comments um, to lawmakers. So that is Minnesota. Moving right along, sticking around in the state of Minnesota, we have uh, Bloomington, Minnesota is looking at a flavor ban. There is a public hearing coming up Monday, April 26th. All of the information is on our website, including handy dandy talking points to get you started uh, in any emails or phone calls or testimony that you might provide. Uh, and there are some specific instructions here. Uh, send your comments by email to tobacco at bloomingtonmn.gov. Uh, you can also call this number here, 952-563-4695, and uh, leave a brief but detailed message. Uh, again, handy-dandy talking points to make that efficient for you. Uh, and if you are not a CASA member, please uh, join. It's, it's free, and we don't spam your inbox. Um, so 
all the details for Bloomington, Minnesota are available here on our call to action. And of course, how you can get involved. Uh, moving right along. <laughs> uh, this was an email that went out to folks in Montana. Uh, the uh, preemption bill has sort of come back. Uh, it came back in the House. It passed the House. And now there is a bill in the Senate, a version of that bill in the Senate. Uh, this is SB 398. And this would do what we're saying it would do. It would stop the march of local anti-tobacco harm reduction laws. Um, and it's called preemption. And basically it means it makes uh, these uh, tobacco and vaping policies a state level matter. And um, that's where we, we believe that, that these policies should be uh, debated and handled. The Taking this up at the state level means that, that the, the legislature, the, the state government actually has more resources to uh, do their due diligence on how effective a policy like this is going to be. It also opens it opens the, the discussion up to as many stakeholders as, as possible. Um, you have voices from all over the state rather than just, you know, restricting it to a, a municipality one by one by one. Uh, and of course, in municipalities, I think we showed a picture of a city council last week. Um, yeah. You're talking about, you know, winning the hearts and minds of a majority of five people. So, if you can convince three people that your overly restrictive, coercive, anti-THR law is a good thing, then you get to impose it on tens of thousands of people. Uh, yeah. And and so that's that's not really fair. Uh, and uh, all the information for contacting uh, Representative Fred Anderson and Representative Ross Fitzgerald, uh, their phone numbers are here. Uh, as far as I know, it today is Saturday. Their voicemail boxes are probably still jammed. So um, Ross Fitzgerald has an email contact and you can call sort of the general legislative number and leave your comments. Make sure you mention you are talking about SB 398 and that you support it. Uh, this is one of those rare occasions where we actually get to support a piece of legislation. So take advantage of it and get involved. Yeah. <laughs> it is it is exciting when we get to support something. It feels it feels good. I, right. I like I like rooting for things to go in a positive direction. Right. As opposed to like tear this down, get rid of this. This is bad. We get to be like, no, go out. This is good. Go yeah. support this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's be happy yeah. about something. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, the next one on the list is going to be in Maryland. We're still in the M's. It's 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 M's at the top of the hour. Yeah, um, sweet. Minnesota, Montana, Maryland, and Montgomery County. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't plan this. I just put everything together, and it was like I think you planned this. It's all M's. Well, this is this was in order of priority. Um, so uh, this is uh, Montgomery County. For those of you who don't live in Maryland, Montgomery County is pretty aggressive against vapor products. Um, one of the one of the early municipalities to implement a wholesale tax on vapor products throughout the county. Um, I'm pretty sure as far as Maryland goes, Montgomery County has the most restrictive smoking and vaping policies. Uh, and so they they have discovered after implementing all of these, anti-vaping policies that um, kids magically are still getting a hold of these products. Um, what? Yeah, they're probably not paying the tax either because, um, you know, they're not buying them from regular old retailers. Um, and so Montgomery County's answer to this is that, um, you know, since the tax 
hasn't really worked that well to begin with, which we'll is double it. Um, Perfect. Yeah, there was an example of like this. this that should this, double the success rate of the prior tax. Right. So <laughs> the kids, kids are still going to vape. And, yeah. Um, and, and honest, uh, you know, adult consumers who would like to switch to a smoke free product are just going to end up getting punished. Yep. So um, there is a public hearing scheduled for this uh, Tuesday, April 27th. 1.30 p.m. remote testimony only. And we have uh, a handy dandy link to click. I'm saying that too much. I'm sorry. I will stop. Um, but uh, all no, of this man, is- It is handy and it is dandy <laughs> and people can <laughs> click away. Yeah. Um, so uh, this is the form to fill out uh, that you would like to uh, present your, your, you can, you can choose to just submit uh, written testament um, I don't know if they're actually allowing people to send in videos or if that just means you're showing up live and testifying. It's, it's, it's different. Um, but you must have this in midnight, two business days before the, uh, the hearing. Uh, and so I believe, yeah, you also need to make sure you're talking about, uh, you, you, you're indicating what you're testifying about, uh, and it's simply, um, the uh, e-cigarette tax should let them know what you're looking for. Um, and I'll, I'll, I, as I'm going over this live, I'm realizing I need to add that information into it. So uh, if you're in Maryland, if you're in Montgomery County and you're listening to this, then you're, you're getting a leg up on everybody else because you know that you need to specify in your written testimony that you're talking about the e-cigarette tax and that you are hopefully opposed to it. Um, so again, Tuesday, April 27th, Montgomery County, uh, get your testimony in and um, I, you may also be able to sign up to speak. So, <sighs> Fun stuff. Do we have any more M's? No, we're out of the M's. We're on to the H's. Oh. <laughs> we're on to the H's. Uh, so Hawaii, which is just always uh, uh, yeah. Just a mess uh, in yeah. terms of, of how things move. This it's it's one of those places where like you kind of have to be engaged in their legislature. I think to to really be on the ball and and up to date with what's going on. Bills go through like several committees on both sides of of, of the the legislature. Um, it, it's it's a lot of back and forth. It's very easy to lose track of things. Um, and so this bill has gone through the Senate. And uh, whatever, it was amended at some point, and now it has to go back to the House for concurrence. So that's okay. where it's at. That's not scheduled yet. The update is that um, the House conferees have been appointed, um, Representatives Yamane or Yamane, uh, Johnson and Cullen and Ward. Uh, so that, that just happened before the weekend. Uh, and... This is a flavor ban, right? Yeah, flavor ban in Hawaii. That's Senate Bill 826. Just wanted to put it on everybody's radar. It's moving um, and uh, just know that it's difficult to track things. But now we know that it's going to a conference committee. So that should pretty much be where it is for a little bit. Um, and as soon as we, we figure out uh, timing, we will probably get something out for this. So Hawaii. Hawaii. 
The next thing isn't really legislative, but uh, certainly policy. Um, folks can be on the lookout, or you can probably find it right now. They do this. They sort of pre-publish uh, draft rules um, or final rules even. Um, but uh, the uh, final or the guidance from the USPS is out. Uh, the, the, I, don't, I don't know that this is the final rule. This is just guidance. Uh, and so uh, something to look over for some consumers you might find this very interesting to kind of figure out what your local brick and mortar shop is going to be going through coming up here. Uh, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> um, but, uh, you know, one of the interesting things about this is that uh, I, I don't believe it. I don't know if it's discussed in this document, but um, the USPS is expecting a lot of applications to be able to ship business to business. Uh, and so, um, the, uh, uh, sorry, I just completely lost my thought. Oh, it's a very similar thing to what we were talking about with FDA and PMTA, uh, in that, um, you know, the agency, when they did their, I think it was part of their cost, cost benefit analysis or what they were expecting in terms of applications, uh, it was, I think it was something like five applications in a year. Um, they have received millions, yeah, <laughs> which was something that I, I think that was kind of the point that, that we had tried to make early on, um, yeah. uh, was, you know, that, that the FDA really ha does not have a good estimate of what's out there. Uh, and that of course the regulation itself is not very realistic and, um, some attention needs to be paid to all of the people and all of the businesses and all of their customers that are going to be affected by this, this log jam that's happening now and the multiple years it will take to approve things. Now USPS is going through the same thing. They are allowing for these exceptions and, um, taking applications. I, I, I don't. I'm just going to come clean. I didn't read this thing word for word, but uh, the, the, the highlight here is, of course, the USPS has been handed this um, very difficult situation. And um, obviously, obviously, the people who crafted this policy still in 2021 uh, don't seem to have a very good handle on the industry that they're, they're trying to regulate. So and USPS had pointed out issues in it themselves. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, they, good they luck. This is this is a a difficult task, and that it doesn't make much sense. But yeah, yeah. So um, the last item, I don't have any fancy uh, graphics to share. That's kind of my thing. I show up to slideshows without a slideshow, and um, uh, so the last thing to mention here is Oregon. Uh, Oregon is looking at an online sales sales ban. Um, some people may note that um, yes, the the PACT Act affects everything. We have private carriers jumping into this, and it's it's going to be a challenge for everything from you know consumer business to consumer shipping is not not likely to be a thing. Certainly not right away. Right. So on its face, this this feels like redundancy. 
it feels like redundancy, but, but there not. are um, there are still opportunities at the state and local right. level for for shops and and for, for shops to do delivery sales. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's certainly something that we know now with all of the adjustments that people have made for the pandemic, that that's certainly possible. Uh, at the very least, you can do curbside pickup. Um, but uh, Oregon is, is going to ban online sales. Uh, and um, yeah, so uh, this, as far as I understand it, is one of those instances where everybody's just kind of over a barrel. Uh, and that uh, the negotiations have resulted in something akin to a compromise here, and that is giving up online sales in order to preserve flavors, um, which, you know, depending on how you see that, um, I mean, it's it's sort of it's, it's not much of a win either way. No. Yeah. Um, I, I, by, I would, however, rather see people having access to a variety of products that that help them get or stay smoke free. Um, and I would, I would prefer it if people living, um, living in, in remote areas or, or people who are, are just not, uh, in a position to get to a vape shop, uh, to, to be able to have those products delivered. Um, but, uh, this is, this is kind of a, it's one of those, you know, you kind of have, I, I don't have any optimism or hope to share here. It's just, uh, it's unfortunate that Oregon is taking this action and, um, it, it's unfortunate that a lot of people are going to be left out in the cold. So um, yeah. there is no engagement for this on our website. This is one of those things that that has just sort of it's a negotiation that happened. Um, I, I don't know uh, what folks in Oregon have seen or heard about this. Um, I, I have spoken to you know one contact who who is in the industry and is is very active in the advocacy, uh, and um, it, it's just. It's it's an unfortunate situation, and and this is just one of those instances where something had to give in order to keep something else. Yeah. So, um, just a brief update there out of Oregon. And herein ends the reading of the legislative rundown. Awesome, thank you, everybody. Thank you for the suggestions. Thank you for any questions that we've had throughout the show. Huge thank you to Kristen, who just does a fantastic job on the back end, kind of uh, keeping us puttering along here. Yeah, she makes the show happen. I, th- I think we're going to call it. I think we're, we're right. Basically, we're at an hour 29. So we're basically at the hour and a half mark. I think this is a great place to end this uh, this this show today. Uh, so thank you to everyone in chat. Um, I just want to let podcast listeners know this is this is the part just for the podcast listeners later on. Uh, if you are interested in hearing and seeing the rest of this here program, please check out the links in the SoundCloud description for the Facebook and YouTube replays. Um, what else do we have? Do we have anything else that we need to go over here at the end? I don't think so. I don't I'm sure I'm forgetting something, but I'll just go with either. I'm sure Kristen will remind me of something. Uh, hit that subscribe button. There it is. Hit that subscribe button. Punch that like button. Just slap your keyboard and computer. Hit all the, the, the things. Share it around. Turn on that notification bell so that way you know when we go live. It is 4.30 Eastern, uh, 4.30 p.m. Eastern every Saturday. And then time zones from there. I'm going to let everybody else just plug that into Google to figure out your time because <laughs> I'm terrible at time zones. I can't ever keep Central and Mountain. Like, I can't keep them, you know... Uh, separate or whatever. I just get them confused every time. I can do Eastern to Pacific and that's it. Everything in between, you're on your own. <laughs> Everything in between. We're 1.30 p.m. Pacific. 
but uh, but I guess that's it. Join Casa, please. If you haven't yet joined Casa, please do. Head over to casa.org, C-A-S-A-A.org. All right, everybody. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. We'll catch you next week.